So hi everyone, this is Benjamin from Sports Tag X. Today I have the pleasure to talk to Marcos from uh, Fun with Balls. Fun with Balls is a merging sports and gaming uh, company who is becoming the market leader for a new industry. And I'm a big fan of their very first product, Interactive Squash, which basically created a completely new experience uh, on the squash court. But I think we're going to find out more about that. But first of all, hi Marcos. Hi, Benjamin. Very nice to be here. Hi, Marcos. Good to have you on the podcast. And I would say we jump in right away. So why don't you share uh, a bit information about you as a person, what you've done in the past and what you're currently doing? Mm -hmm. Well, I've, I've had a very, very uh, colorful way until this point. I started my first company when I was 20, uh, which was in the stage design brand experience event world, very, very connected to advertising, obviously. And from there, build a consulting company, which is still active. And that's basically the, the starting point where a lot of very, very nice ideas popped up. And uh, I decided to, uh, yeah, put them into nice little uh, startups. Cool. And I guess a very diverse and, as you said, colorful background helps with new ideas and new startups. So I guess that's a good uh, setup to, to start something new. Um, but yeah, let's talk about your current project, which is Fun With Balls, uh, a title I'm sure a lot of people love <laughs> when they hear it. And um, yeah, so what problem is it exactly that you're solving with this project? Well, the problem that we're solving actually comes from two areas. For the, for the normal main user, it's obviously just the fact Everybody needs to be more sporty. We all know that. It's where all our health originates from. Everybody knows that it's much, much better to have a healthy lifestyle in terms of uh, a sporty lifestyle in terms of uh, any preemptive strikes that you can do. Um, the second part is for the for the more professional people so with the first part we basically make sport very 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 entertaining and very gamified so you basically lose yourself and just have fun like you would with a computer game but you're doing real sports not like we're not talking about the wii where you just wiggle your arm a little bit it's like proper sports and for the second audience for the more professional people or the, the people who are like more more uh yeah uh serious athletes it just makes the time that you have to spend on court to be really really good um so much more interesting entertaining trackable and yeah lovable <laughs> sounds good uh and i can imagine that it's not easy to find a solution which can be used by both uh target groups so to speak the more amateur ones and the real athletes as, as you call them so i wonder um what is so special about your solution and how exactly do you solve it Well, the solution, like right now, we have the one active system in squash and all the other sports that we're going to be going after follow the same principle. You create a very, very sophisticated hardware system. That's the basis. That's um, like your Nintendo Wii or <laughs> any other console. And from that, you have all sorts of different applications. So we upgrade um, locations, which are sports courts most of the time. That's why we picked squash, because there's 50,000 squash courts worldwide. And they're all very, very poorly used. And uh, with our upgrade, you can take any normal squash court, make it into an immersive, yeah, um, augmented sports uh, gamification area. And depending on which target audience you, you're tracking to, we have all sorts of different games and applications, starting from very simple, like a big piano with, with which makes sounds wherever you hit it, up until like super sophisticated training and tracking uh, modules for anybody who wants to be the next squash world champion. 
<laughs> nice. And I can imagine that you are also very successful with uh, like the younger generation who probably appreciate uh, this, those solutions a lot. Am I right? Well, uh, appreciation is, is a very, very slight term where like they're heavily addicted. <laughs> like we've, um, we actually had to start telling the courts that upgrade, we have to sort of prepare them for the a little bit negative parts that might happen, like kids not wanting to leave the court, there's being screaming, like, I mean, it's sometimes they just get lost and it's really, really hard to get them off the court, which is nice for the parents because at the same time they're running, they're doing a lot of sports, so so nobody really complains. But yeah, it can get quite uh, uh, intense. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good uh, bridge to the next topic or next question. It's about challenges. So um, getting addicted kids from off the court is one of them. Uh, but I'm sure there are more challenges. Uh, are there one or two that you uh, can mention to us? Yeah, I mean, the, the first challenge was to come up with a system that's so reliable, so professional, that works in that way that you can actually use it on a um, on a on a twenty four seven business model. Uh, like all the, the the clients from us actually have like proper sports courts, so it's not just you want to switch it on and it should work. It has to work twenty four seven. But compared to the strategic challenges, that was actually the easy part. I mean, there's a lot of very sophisticated tech involved. There's a lot of super software involved, which are most of the things we haven't even thought about in the beginning, like from how do you manage this process? How do you do that? Um, but I think the bigger challenge was the, the, the change that that needs to happen in the mind and in the brains of the people involved in the industry, because especially that's why I'm very happy that we started with squash, because it's a very old, old sport. And the people that run it have been going through a lot, a lot of centers closed, and they're very old fashioned. So for us to come in and say, okay, look, this is the revolution. You're now renting out a, an augmented sports Uh, location with sensors and projections instead of just saying keep the court clean and rent it out for a couple of bucks an hour. Um, that change process was probably the biggest challenge that we had. Um, and I'm very happy we've overcome it because right now, like there's, there's a big shift in, in, in the mindset of people and more and more people understand it. Obviously with every court that we sell, the group of people telling the stories of how well it worked obviously changes the mindset also. But yeah, that was probably the biggest leap we had. Yeah, and you just mentioned that you uh, sell courts uh, to those uh, companies who, who are running the courts. Um, I'm, I'm wondering about your business model and how you make money. So I would assume that you have a one-time setup fee and probably a subscription. Am I right with that? Or is it something else? Correct. Um, we have the, You have to buy the hardware. Um, which includes like the projector, the box, the, it's like quite a lot, actually. Um, we also have our partners who ship, install, and, and we, we don't take care of the full process. But basically, you buy the hardware and then you have software fees. You can also buy a lifetime software uh, license or you can pay monthly. And um, depending on which package you have, you have between 125 and 499 euros per month, which also grows with depending on how much the, you use the system. Later on, you guys are also going to have advertising, which we share with the locations. You also have an app store where there's also going to be premium content. So it follows the basic principles of how we've learned over the last 15, 20 years, how these things go, and it all brings it into one platform. Yeah, very cool. And as I know, you've been very successful in the last uh, month or even years. Um, can you share a few success stories or metrics and that show how, how uh, far you've come so far? Yeah, I mean, 
the, the, the more successful part for us is for, because there's a gigantic lead time in, in, in the whole sales process. So every center that says, wow, that's amazing, I want to have it, is not necessarily going to be somebody who orders within the next two or three weeks because there's centers that they have budgets. And most of the time, everybody prefers to go with a renovation because once you have a, a, a bonus point like our system, you want to make sure that everything else is in place because you, there's it comes with a rapid increase in participation and we take a normal court which has over the year uh, an average of 60 to um, 110 hours per month um, we take it up to between 250 and the highest we had so far was 340 which is more than 10 hours per day on a court meaning like there's uh, at least 20 to 25 people coming in every day that never set foot in your um, in your in your center um, so um, the installation so far, we have about 20 courts. We have another 15 lined up. Um, I think the the most important part is for us is always when we go into a new uh, into a new market, because that's the point where we realize we we install a system in the U.S. and within the next three, four, five months, there's going to be the next four or five orders coming in because then people actually believe you. They tested the system, and so far we're now. Uh, we just launched the first system in um, New Zealand, which was also very interesting in terms of how you manage the process. Um, then U.S. now has two centers with one more coming up. Germany now has three centers with one more coming up next week. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the train is slowly picking up pace even though the, the, the timeline, which surprised us in the beginning, because in the beginning we came from a startup world thinking, we said, okay, if somebody really has that and the business model is good, they should change it and they should buy. Um, turns out it just takes between half a year and a year till people really, really go for it. Um, but then again, uh, that's potential growth. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess it also helps, like you just said, to have at least one court in a country. I mean, mm. um, uh, being in, in New Zealand, as you said, <laughs> that's that's a big country, so it's hard for other squash court owners to to check out that court. But I think once somebody has it there and uh, the word is out that it's successful, I think it's it's easier for others to just jump on that train and uh, exactly. uh, also go for it. Then also, especially like like this summer, we had a lot of very good like. Uh, good steps forward. We've been the, the World Series finals in Dubai was played on one of our courts. So the players all were tracked and, and we had the, the real-time feedback. We had an interactive front wall so they could, like when they warmed up the ball, they saw where it hit and they got, got all the information. Um, and all these things come together to actually, I think, um, now also give us the successful last two or three months that now, are, like we always said, it's like the, the second gear uh, expansion. Um, because before that we were growing and everybody loved the idea, but it was a small team and it's like, it was really, really, yeah, there were weeks where there's not much happening and you're just waiting on other people. And now slowly the pace is uh, pumping a little bit quicker. Yeah, that's, that's how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so far we've been talking about the past mostly. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk a bit about the future. You said there are more installations coming up in the next couple of months. Mm -hmm. uh, is there anything else that's worth mentioning, maybe going to another sport or something spectacular that you can share at this point? Yeah, I mean, like you said, squash is, is now doing quite well. We have the first systems in Switzerland, UK, like these are, uh, so that's on, on quite a good course. Um, we're also going to have a partnership with uh, Squash TV, Eurosport and the PSA where you can stream all live 
pro matches right onto the system. Um, there's also going to be following a lot of very sophisticated stuff where you can replay these matches and, and analyze yourself and compare yourself. So, so it's just going to get more and more complex, obviously, on that side. Um, there's a, a lot of updates coming also with other games and other applications also in the not squ- non-squash world because we found out a lot of the centers actually want to use the squash court also for gymnastics for any other sports or for kids um we just launched multiball which is a smaller system um actually catering towards hotels restaurants kindergartens um all sorts of places where you want to have mostly younger kids obviously occupied with a gigantic touchpad um also based on the same reliable tech so it's a 24-hour system it doesn't need any uh management it doesn't need any information any kid can just work with it um yeah intuitively intuitively which is very very important for us because the the ease of use and the the logic and the making it as fun and simple as possible is is the key to any activity um yeah and then we have two other sports which we're now preparing to launch early next year um obviously we're not going to be talking too much about that but it's going to be a very exciting uh and yeah We've, we've done all our tests now in a very quiet and very easy uh, and very locked off world of squash, which was hard to get in. But um, now it sort of belongs to us. And now we're planning to do the same thing with other sports. Very cool. I'm, I'm curious about the new sport. So, um, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners or our listeners uh, feel the same. So how would they follow the news? Are you announcing it on your website and your social channels? What's the best way to uh, follow what, you, what you're doing? Yeah, we're always going to be announcing it on the social channels first. Um, obviously, what we do is since Fun with Balls, which the name is intentional, by the way, um, uh, is uh, we were always working a lot with cross channels. So every time a new sport is, is, is created, it gets all the new channels. So there's not the brand is not the, 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 the company. The brand is the, the product, each product on its own, obviously. Um, but yeah, there's always most information. So probably the interactive squash site is a website or a Facebook site is the best place to get the news once it's out. Cool. And I will include that into the show notes of this episode so everybody can can find it online. Mm-hmm. Um, we're almost done with this interview. Uh, just two more questions. One of them would be, did we miss anything? Is there anything we should know about you and your company? Well, I mean, for us, the, 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 I always like to highlight the philosophical approach um, behind the products that we do because in the very beginning when I started the company, it was... I wasn't planning to go into sports tech. I was just planning to do something that actually has more meaning than just launching the next uh, Google phone or the next Mercedes car or the next Hugo Boss fashion line, which I very much loved. Um, so, so the point which surprised me a lot, especially in sports tech, is there's so many amazing applications out there. It, it, it's, it's one of the most important parts, I believe, um, within the future is to make good sports tech because we all know it's it's getting so much harder to have a healthy lifestyle. Um, everything's getting much worse. Like we're eating bad, we're we're sitting too much, um, and all these things. And I've very much realized that there's a gigantic gap in terms of like what sports tech should be doing for us in terms of motivating us to do sports and 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 making it much easier to do sports. And what most of the sports tech is actually doing, um, because there's so much nice sports tech or, or nice gimmicks, which is like, oh yeah, now you got a tracker on your golf club and it's going to tell you if this was a good swing. But 
you have to go back home you have to download it to the to the to the um to the website and then you look at it and then you know you had like 300 hits it it's the gap is always quite big like i want to really indulge in it i really want to dive in i want to forget about it and i want to do like a computer game with real sports um so that was the reason why we started uh, because we just saw a very big um yeah, a, a gap that needs to be filled. And uh, if you have a nine-year-old uh, kid today, you won't get that kid to do to re- heavily go into sports as much as he should for a healthy lifestyle, not to become an athlete, by just telling him, "Hey, look, I have a I have an app that's going to track how far you ran." Um, that's nice for like two times, but it's not gonna you're not gonna forget about it for three hours and say, "Oh, I was just running for three hours. I didn't realize." Um, so yeah, that's also the part where we spent the most thoughts and and and, and work on. Um, how can you make it so easy that you're highly addicted that you're ba- basically burning to get back to your sport? Yeah, I agree. Totally agree on that one. Um, I think the motivational part or potential of sports tech is immense, and like you said, this ultimately leads, in the best case, to a healthy lifestyle, which is good for society, good for everybody. Uh, around you and yeah the challenge is to uh, make it as easy and simple as possible and uh, there's a lot of truth in what you said i mean we have so much data uh, uh, these days so it's hard to ignore that data hard to read that data so i have a lot of data in my running app but i hardly ever use it so the big question is um yeah is there anything out there that makes it easy for me to uh, get better do more sports and help me with my motivational part and uh, yeah that's one aspect why why i like your solution very much Mm. i think Um, i think coming to that um most solutions or like the, the, the main thing is always, I think there's a slightly different approach to how most people approach technology nowadays with a lot of things. Like, it's not the question what you can do with a certain chip or it's not the question what you can do with a, um, a certain technology. I think it's always, we didn't start out and say, hey, look, we have this device that can track a, a squash ball when it hits the front wall, how fast, whatever. We went the other way. We said, what would be the perfect solution to have like a totally engaging process and how can we achieve that with tech and i think a lot of people do it the other way which turns out is like the the adidas soccer ball is a very prime example it's a nice product it's well developed the price tag is okay but i don't really know what it's good for like you can measure the spin yes but you can measure the spin of one shot it it just doesn't make too much sense yeah and i've seen a lot of products out there where a bunch of uh, uh people said oh it would be cool to have that let's make a startup out of this uh which is nice yeah. um, like you said might be a nice tool but um it, it's not thought from the perspective of the end user or the ultimate goal of it and yeah many solutions fit that description i think mm. yeah all right um that's it about fun with ball so far there is one more question more on the, on the personal level it's mm-hmm. about productivity i was wondering or i always wonder when i talk to people if they have some sort of productivity hack that's that, that lets them uh work better faster more efficient something like that so is there anything that that you're using in, in your life well, for me, it's it's always everything comes in balance, and I'm not talking about the typical oh, work-life balance, blah blah blah. Um, for me, I have not just this company; I have other companies, so it comes with a lot of discipline. Um, you, you really have to get your shit done when you need to get it done, like this whole procrastination and yeah, blah, 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 taking the easy way. 
You just have to get rid of that right away and you have to work against it every time it pops up. And then for me, it's always a balance. Like I like to be, I, I need to be outside a lot. I need to work on the, in the green a lot. I need to travel a lot um, anyways, which, which helps me a lot. So for me, it's always, it, it's like, it's like cooking. You need like a good selection of different ingredients. And I think that the easiest way to get lost in being unproductive is once you're very, very linear. Like once you say, I go to the office every day, I'm going to sit at the desk every day. And then at some point you run out of ideas or you get distracted and whatever. So for me, productivity, I'm the most productive when I'm somewhere in a plane, when I know, okay, I'm going to be stuck here for eight hours. I can't go anywhere. Hey, and now I feel inspired. So let's work on something. So, uh, but then again, I'm very, very untypical in the way that I think and in the way I uh, structure and and, uh, plan my life. So uh, probably it's not the best solution for everybody. (laughs) <laughs> so I imagine that you randomly book some flights from A to B, which are the cheapest and try to work on that and on flights. <laughs> Is that your daily rhythm? No, I just do the same thing with trains. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky. <laughs> like for me, the, the, the balance works automatically. Like I travel a lot. Um, most of the times for fun with balls by now, because we obviously have a lot of partnerships that we need to set up internationally and, and the courts. But at the same time, we have a gigantic, wonderful office in the middle of the English garden in Munich, which is very important to me because I don't know why, but if I'm in nature with a nice cappuccino and on my table under some trees, that's where I have like my best productivity moments. Um, but yeah, you just got to structure it and sometimes break it also. Like if you're not productive, do something else for half an hour that totally messes up your total routine and then you go again. Yeah, very cool. That's a nice ending of this podcast episode. Marcus, thank you very much for taking part. That was very interesting and I wish you all the best for the future. Thank you. Thank you so much and keep up the good work. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.